When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Brian? Really? According, don't do that. Take one off one ear. Take one off of an ear. I could tell you played Wii Fit. No, I played Wii Fit last night. You guys are like an awesome team. Guess how old my body is. We'll play Price is Right rules. Go. Like, how old your body is? Yeah. Does it tell you? The tells you that? Yeah, it gets your weight, it gets your height, it like gives you a few tests, and then it tells you how old your body is. Guess how old my fucking body is. 37. 39. I don't know. Yes. 54? 40 fucking 2. <laughs> 42. My life is a wreck. And I need to go to gym. Anyways, whenever you guys are ready. <laughs> but they don't know about... They're just going off height and, and weight. And just comparing... Yeah. That's it. And, 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 but but, ha, but how much you can do. It's a BMI. It's a BMI. It might oh, be oh, actually oh, pretty... Oh, oh, this is and, a BMI, you, a BMI yeah. is outdated, but still. It might be pretty accurate because it's Japanese What's shit. What's BMI? Let's, uh, body, body mass, mass index. index. Let's roll. Uh, so... What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 84 of Geekscape. We were just talking about Wii Fit, and just like Brain Age on the on the DS, it tells you what your brain age is, how smart you should be, right? It tells you what your body age Tell, is. Now, Wii Fit tells you what your body age is. We just discovered that Gilmore, uh, who's... You're 22 years old? 23? 23, yeah. He's 23. He is the ripe old age of 42 years old. My body is. Uh, his body is fucking aging before us. By the end of this episode, he's going to be 45 years old. Um... <laughs> It's like a Stixie when he dies at the end of Dark Crystal. You know, that's, a, that, that's your body just fucking freezing up and falling apart. Nice All right? Um, but this is Geekscape. As if you guys can't tell, we're geeks, and we're talking about the latest news and reviews of the movie in the world of movies, video games, and comics. Uh, we got a lot to cover here. We got guests uh, this week, as we do every week, and they're here to talk about their online animated uh, series. You guys can find it on Adam Films, which... Pretty much kicks ass. A lot of you guys post stuff from Adam Films on the forums. It's now called Adam.com. Is it called Adam.com? Drop the films Because Comedy Central bought it? Yeah. Comedy Central bought it, and yeah. now it's Adam.com. Adam.com. And you guys have this series called Benny the Escaped Convict? Benny, 
Colon escape convict. Yes. Benny Colon escape convict. And now he's a cat. He's a squirrel. It's animated. Well, what the fuck is he? Because I look he's at him. He's actually a stoat. He's a stoat. Which uh, most people don't know. No, I, I do not. It's What's a, a stoat? It's a weasel-like animal. Uh, found in. Uh, it's a carnivorous. It's really nasty animal. Very nasty. Where can you find a stoat? North America. They also the holy like, shit! Like here? Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're known as ermines. Yeah. They're known as ermines. I've never heard and of either. Make ermine coats out of them, but uh, yeah. they, they're called a stoat. In the winter, they grow white fur. Yeah. To blend in with the snow. Okay. And then people shave them and make. Well, this is more in the. I want to say in the forties, fifties. Okay. Made very expensive ermine coats, which are not so cool anymore. Okay. They were very cool back then. Um, but so they're, and when they're brown, they're stoats, and when they're white in the winter, they're ermines. But they're uh, the same animal. Same animal. Uh, nobody's heard of either one of them. And they eat rabbits and all kinds. Of, they're just nasty. Yeah. Nasty how birds. how big is one of these stoats? I ain't never heard of one. Of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what. Go to YouTube and type in stoat, and, and you'll see, see some crazy some shit. Nasty, yeah. There's so a great YouTube. That's why Benny is nasty because he's mm-hmm. a stoat. <laughs> Okay, because I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking uh, this is a squirrel, a cat, or something sure. like this. But but we're here with the, with two of the guys who created it. You guys basically created it. You got Ryan we over did. here, Ryan Levin. Uh, he writes writes the thing, and then we got Nye uh, over here. What's your last name, Nye? Warburton. Nye Warburton. Uh, he does all the animating. He directs the episodes. So these are the two guys behind this uh, this series. And how did it come together? This animated series. Uh, we were working on a project uh, that was a very long-term project that had sort of no foreseeable end. And yeah, we were in the middle of like boarding it. Yeah, we'd actually recorded the voice. Uh-huh. We animated, got, all animated. Yeah, we'd gotten animated. Andy Richter to do the voice, and we were working on it, and we were doing all these storyboards and things like that, and it was just a long, long journey. And we were kind of in the middle, and... Um, you know, we just we, we changed gears for just a little bit, and uh, Benny just sort of showed up, came into our creative. Out of your frustration, perhaps? Yeah, out of, out of I would anger? say partly. I would say partly just to get something completed. Right. Uh, something just uh, sort of my part on the on the Andy Richter project was for the most part done. So Nye was now in his his animation cave uh, for a long time, and uh, just wanted a break. I also wanted to like the, the the animation was a little bit more refined on the on the other project, and I just kind of. Wanted to crank something out. I also wanted to try some things out. Like I was new to Flash on mm-hmm. a lot of things for for animating and stuff, and so I, you know, just thought I would try some things out. And Benny just seemed like a really good idea to kind of go with. Yeah, it started with he had a sketch in his uh, sketchbook that was like a a rabbit in a mm-hmm. in a, a, a prison jumpsuit smoking a cigarette, smoking a cigarette, and he just done it for whatever for fun. And I I I just was drawn to it and. It kept so when we decided to do some other new project, we kind of went back to that. But everyone does rabbits, everyone you know. There's bugs right. and whatnot, and so we we're like, this should be another animal. So we essentially <laughs> What's an animal no one's ever you guys heard? made yeah. you guys made one up. We, well, we, made we, one up. we hacked the ears off essentially, okay. and uh, Benny started to just sort of form. And uh, Ryan had done a, a short film called The Fifth, uh, and there was a guy in The Fifth who was just a really sort of aggressive and funny guy and we knew that this guy would be a great voice for it and so we had that all sort of lined up and it just all kind of came together and um, last summer uh, we you know very quickly put together the script we recorded it and then I cranked the animation out in about a month Wow. And then... Um, for how, how long? Uh, the, the, three minutes. Would that, three it minutes. would be three minutes. That took you a month. Okay. Yeah, in fact the pilot episode is the thing that I did um, and I did this after work, mm-hmm. um, I work. I would work as an animator by day, and then I would come home at night, and I would change. You work as an animator by night. Would, yeah. yeah. So um, it's like Batman by day, and then Batman by night. It's I know like, it's kind of it's annoying. Kind of, 
Yeah. Um, so we, we got this thing out, and then um, we, we sent it out to some places, and um, Adam got right back to us right away, and we said, listen, we kind of have an idea for a series. I got back to us a little too quickly. Yeah, oh, like really? Within within a day, she she like I think she wrote back in like twenty minutes. Yeah, she wrote back and was like, "We want this." Yeah, please, my boss. It was like the yeah. I mean, it was granted. You know, you'd rather hear that from it's, yeah somebody paying you millions. Be like, "We want this." That's like yeah. what everybody wants to hear. But we took it. Yeah, and it's the only good. Person saying we want this, and it gets you out so, there. You yeah, know, and it's not definitely. it's not bad to have Comedy Central there. Yeah, and we if they see something, well, that was can, new. We didn't. We actually didn't realize happened? that. Okay, like, that uh, was a bonus. Like, like it happened a few months before, and uh, that the Comedy Central. I mean, I'd known Adam Films because I had a, a a short film that they had bought before, so we had this contact, and so that's why I submitted it through the, this 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 woman. But it just happened that Comedy Central had given them money to go out and get content and make series to try to get series, and so we stumbled upon it at this point. To and we said, hey, look, we want to make a series out of this, and she said, this is perfect timing, and this mm-hmm. is like our humor. We're kind of trying to like form a a punk rock kind of label, I guess, is the term they use now for Adam uh, to be like their online component of like this sort of comedy. And and now, how racy can you get with with, with this stuff? You know they've what I mean? Never, they've never told us. We say fuck all the time. Oh, right. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, you should. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, they've never said something well, like. It's a kids show. Here. Please, yeah. please. Sorry. Sorry. We, uh, we let kids know how kids are made. <laughs> Some of the shit that's posted on the forums, you can say whatever the hell you want. Okay. Right. On the forums, They're I, I think with last week you were talking uh, yeah. about scent of blood and rape. Right. right. Fun, fun rape. Fun rape. Surprise. Fun rape. Which, which I, you know, I don't believe rape is fun, but last week, I don't fucking know why. No. Whatever. It wasn't. It, it wasn't fun for me. But I, I was on the. Re- I was on the receiving. That's like a controversial opinion. Yeah. I don't. I rape can is I fun. can I tell you that I want to be the first to say uh, it. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> and just say I don't think it's something that's good. Um, people but, listen to you. It's good to. But yeah, here here we got this uh, th- this show, and uh, and that's good. You guys can fucking do whatever. Yeah, they've th- never you know. they've never given us a note. That's the only note we've ever gotten was we delivered an episode. Uh, where Benny goes back in time. Where Benny goes back in time as the final episode of this. <laughs> and he four, was like with Columbus, and they just they're like this isn't the vibe that we want, so we wrote a different final episode. They liked so. it, but they said, "Look, since it's the last episode of the fo- the four the four the four episode the series, we don't want to end the series slash season with this because it'll confuse the audience. Apparently, we have a dumb audience, whatever, uh, which is fine. So we rewrote one like really quickly, which actually turned out to be our favorite one, which was the hippie episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which wasn't then didn't become the last one. Anyway, long story, <laughs> boring. One became three, became two, two be- no." But uh, you guys got Clerks the animated series. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You guys got you know what's the other one? Firefly. Like all those series got aired out of order to right. their yeah. detriment. But, right. you, but on the internet, right. but, on, right. yeah. really but on the internet, it doesn't matter because people really. can watch whenever they want. Right. Well, well normally they don't watch them in order. I mean, they'll yeah. watch four and then they'll, they'll watch, watch whatever they discover first. Exactly. Yeah. Though we did try different things. I mean, the, the thing is, it's like I always say that we were making this this series as like the train was coming down the tracks. They gave us. Not a lot of money, and they didn't give us a lot of time. And it was it was really just we had to plow through, and so we were experimenting. Like usually when you create something, you have time to develop it and rework the script and figure mm-hmm. out. And like even character designs, sometimes I was just like draw a character for the first time, and then I would have to start animating based on that. Like so Before you may even be happy with the game. Yeah, exactly. So right. there was a lot of things we were experimenting with on this, and um, we were trying to figure out Benny's humor and the, the story and things like that. And so... Um, you can act, each episode has its own different thing where we different we experiment with different things. 
And now the the, old, the other project, the the Andy Richter project, that that seems like you know because it's got a name in it, maybe it had some money in it. It just seems like there's so much, so many people that that are a part of that project that it just took a while, because the, the process got so much longer. Is that now starting to move ahead because of Benny, or or is that one just there and we'll see what happens? Uh, we, we try, we're trying to give it life again, right? Um, but it's it's really one of many things that we're we're working on. I mean, we're trying many to things. we're trying to get so busy. Um, ideas. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get funding for, for the next project. Right. Um, and so um, you go in with, with one idea that's you know, developed and you kind of use it as a showpiece to try to – and, they're, and you, they're either jiving to the idea or they're not. And so you have to run many ideas by them. What fantasy creature might you pick for the next one? You know, a Pegasus? Unicorn, well, the the centaur. Uh, but everybody knows that. Those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to pick something. Uh, something like, it's going like, to be called a Whipple. A Whipple. Mm. Sure. That'd be nice. Yeah. Fantasy I've, creature. I, that exists. I, I, I've heard of Inuits as well. I think those are people. Oh, those, oh, those are people. <laughs> but they don't oh, have, they're people. No. They, they don't have internet so far. <laughs> exactly. um, you ever heard of fucking internet in an igloo? Come on. Here it's very popular with the kids. Yeah. That internet. You put internet in your igloo, the fucking thing's going to melt, dude. I've never seen a good story about a jackalope. Actually, can you bash this kid's fucking I'm not going to bash him. Right now? Like, I'm, bash I don't, don't want to. I'm not a violent guy, but. Um, You're an idiot. He kicks me in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> what were uh, you going to say to this? I was, the jackalope thing. I was going to say that there's a show on Adam.com that. There's another show that makes reference to jackalopes, which is the only reason I know what a jackalope is. Well, just I'm not, I'm not, pl- all over the I'm not plugging, we're, I'm we're not plugging focus, their right? show. I'm just we're plugging Adam. We're in focus, right? Just making, just making sure. Uh, just go to the site. I'm not going to say the name of that show. You're fucking told. <laughs> uh, Gilmore waved to the audience. They, they... I'm going to tell you what I tell my girlfriend. Just do what you're fucking told. Hey, you know what? With this Gilmore character who's right here, it's tough because sometimes he's on the show, sometimes he's not on the show, and and I and I go in these waves where sometimes I'll get a couple of people being like, "Dude, Gilmore won't shut the fuck up," and then I get these epi- these episodes where it's Gilmore. So I don't fucking know what to do with you. If anybody really needs to shut up, it's me. Um, so you guys can check this stuff out. At Adam Adam dot com Adam dot com. In fact, this weekend uh, Benny gets the uh, front page because they're tying into the Saget roast. Uh, Comedy Central asked us now, it, to create a little Saget roast that's going to be kind of. They're trying to cross brand right. the sites. Is it the the coming week? Because we, we're putting this up on Tuesday. Oh well, then it's last weekend. This past so, weekend, but it, it may still be lingering. It'll still be it's on, be on the Saget roast. You is can go be huge. directly to the whole series at benny.adam.com. Okay, benny.adam.com. The URL is up on the screen you right can also now. Also, Google Benny Escape Convict. And now, 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 that's not where it ends, my friends, because this is the full collection, right? The full, full collection, full collection Four episodes. You guys want to know about it? Uh, it's now on DVD. Now, how can people get a, hand, a hold of this? Benny Escape Convict.com. Benny Escape Convict.com. And there's t-shirts there too. There's a uh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this t-shirt. You guys are going to throw your fucking Geekscape t-shirts out the window when you see this. Mm-hmm. You got Wait, the check out the back. Logo. Check out the back. Oh, oh, there, there, it is. Is. there it is. Oh, there it is. We've got, uh, we've got this gangster clothing line uh, company that's friends with us. They, they, they promote all sorts of violence and crime, and this is just going to go... This is just going to go on the list. Of, I mean, Geekscape, Geekscape is the fucking gangster GTA show of the podcast world. You know, we just support criminal, you know, language. Because criminals are fun. And stuff like that. It's just like, come on. You know, we, we don't want to be, you know, your, your parents' show. We want to be the show that teaches you to go stab a kid in the schoolyard. Um, how else are you going to make money? Um, How many people watch this show? Uh, we, we have, we uh, yes, we do. We, we, we have about nine listeners. About nine, nine listeners. listeners. How many viewers? Um, 
No, no, no. Uh, you know what's funny about the, the listeners? There are not as many listeners as viewers. Everyone I run into listens to the show right? and doesn't watch it. Have you noticed that? Yeah. We, we, we have upwards of 20,000 people who watch, who subscribe to the show. Get out. Okay. Now, I don't know. Some kids fucking wait months to watch the episodes. They build them up and they wait until they're, you know, they just bored. Have a session. And, and they have like a session, which right. to me, turn the that's painful. Just, that's they, just, they wait until there's a lull in their life. They wait till they need some Gil, some little Lord Gilman Roy in their life. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I, we were in San Diego, right? Uh, a couple episodes ago that you guys remember, and a couple. You know what's you know what's really weird? People come up to Gilmore and Ben, and they don't come up to me. So you they know? know what he looks like, even though he's not on camera. Yeah. Oh, he's a yo, trust me, he's a fucker's been on camera. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Many times. Uh, they come up to Ben and they come up to to Brian and they say hi. They don't come up to me, but everyone else says, uh, like like Stephen was in the Doctor Who panel and he sat down next to a girl, and he you know we have our press passes and he has press passes. He's taking photos for us that weekend, and he's sitting next to this girl and she goes, "Who are you with?" And he says, "I'm with Geekscape." And she says, "Oh, do you know John?" And her friend goes, he sets, he comes back and sits down at the next one. She's like, he's with Geekscape. Does he know John? And I'm just like, I, I must have passed these people in the five days we were there. Like, nobody comes up to me. I talked to one kid, this kid named Francis, who came up to me when I was talking to Tony Rodriguez. And he, Francis, if you're there, you don't, you're not on the forums, email me or join the forums, buddy. Because there are so many kids who are like the silent majority, you know what I mean? Like, our forums have a couple hundred people on them. It's not the audience, you know? It's just the crazies. Who we love, um, but they don't go up to you for a reason, though. I mean, you're like intimidating. You know, yeah, we we we. we There's nothing intimidating about me. They know my girlfriend would abort my baby. They know shit about me that they they they, they know I I I almost got my ass beat in eighth grade. They they know so many fucking things about my life from right, doing this show. I'm so like, accessible. What the fuck am I gonna do? Dress up as Sam and fucking scissor lock their heads? Yeah, dude. Either that or like call them shit. You know. Call him a detriment to society. Oh, it's because I'm an asshole. Yeah, it's, I basically it. want to say you're a dick, and you're not. That's fine. You know what? I understand it now. Yeah. Don't come up to me. <laughs> I'll cut your fucking throats, geek. So geek. we were in San Diego. No, that's enough about San Diego. Um, we're talking. Uh, we're talking about that. Uh, th- there was a review of this movie that just came out, Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. We did that in our San Diego uh, episode, so we're not going to review it here. It's out. Um, we did run into our good friend, um, Freddy Krueger, Robert England. Uh, we interviewed him, and when we interviewed him, we didn't know that he had this fucking great movie called Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer out. And it's out in theaters now, and what's really funny is as soon as we got back from San Diego, I get something in my inbox. It's another interview opportunity for Robert England, and I was like, oh shit, I just talked to Robert. I don't know if he was going to want to put up with us again. Uh, they sent me a copy of this movie, Jack Brooks, Monster Slayer. And if you guys like Evil Dead, which you do, uh, this is a movie that's out in theaters now, and it's exactly the same kind of fun <laughs> comic book horror uh, that that movie provided. So, uh, And it's made by two Canadian guys who are really fucking oh, nice. We love the Canadians. But we, we Canadians do, always seem to love them. We do love Canadians. Uh, Canadians are big online consumers, aren't they? Not only that, they like comedy. They, they have, have impeccable the best, taste. Best sense of humor. Ryan's, yeah. like Ryan's film, like, kicked ass yeah americans Canada. hated it canadians loved it isn't that crazy Cause we, have, we have listeners Canadian? who are very active from canada and it's like i love the canadians more than the americans it's a much better place they're much more cultured than we are definitely. or are they more bored do you think they might be more bored but they also get a lot more money to make art 
well, which they, helps a lot. Yeah, and maybe the cold they're supported. weather like, brings yeah, they're out supportive. their sense of humor more. You guys may not know this, but the United States is the only country in the world that doesn't have a co-financing uh, budget in their in their uh, in their national budget for our. Yeah, for there's the nothing arts. more frustrating than watching a great film at a festival, and then at the end saying like. Uh, made possible by the Canada Canadian Film Council film or whatever, board, and being or like any country, national film board. Right? Some countries, if if uh, you know the directors from one nation and the producers from another, they'll both go in on the film. Right. You know they have a co-financing project. The U.S. is the only one that doesn't. But yeah. we fucking nuked you, motherfuckers. That's that's all I gotta say. USA number one. So why we does... we nuked Canada? <laughs> I don't read a lot. <laughs> we we don't nuke all you guys. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the U.S. just happens to be the best country in the world, though. So why no I'm Star kidding. Wars? Um, I, I didn't want to watch that fucking Star Wars movie. I feel like you should explain to these people. Is oh, that I don't want to watch another fucking Star Wars movie? Well, it's Geekscape. You expect a Star Wars movie. Get over Star let, let Wars. Me fucking, let me just tell you guys, I'm sorry I don't have a review for Star Wars The Clone Wars on this week's episode. There's no fucking way I was going to sit through that movie. I sat through fucking Norbit for you guys. So I'm not going to... You gonna, did? Please. It, we talk about you that are all committed. the time. That is it's my coming back. case of like, it's coming when back. John says I won't watch something, it's I always back. just go back to like, motherfucker, you watch Norbit. Transforming. I'm transforming. <laughs> uh, I just didn't want to fucking see this Clone Wars thing because the prequels were so ass terrible. You know what I mean? And even even the fucking, come on, guys. Plus, that, like they that rip off one. of sort of Tarnatovsky style, but it's all kind of generic and they're very right. wooden. As an looking. animator, yeah, it looks you real, know, the yeah. stuff they do on TV... He's phenomenal, right? The stuff that they well, did. I, with the, I, who, I what's the guy's Tar- name? Toytowski? Tar- Tarotovsky. <laughs> yeah, what's right. the guy's name? Barishna. Uh-huh. He did uh, Samurai Jack. And he did Samurai the, Jack, right. And the Clone right. Wars series was, was awesome. Like, it was really, really well done. And the character designs were interesting. And Lucas took that and, and you know, then he sort of redid. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. And then they, the, I think this the CGI <laughs> was just kind of like. Remember that South Park? <laughs> the hybrids? No, but that was funny. Okay, got it. I don't even have to get the reference. It was just funny. Um, no, so you aren't going to see this movie either. No, definitely no, not. I mean, you just, come on. I love Star Wars. I'm just kind of really over... You love Star Wars or you loved Star Wars? I loved Star Wars. Mm. Empire, is that sad? Empire Strikes Back is like my youth. I watched that. I like wore out my VHS tape. Let's right. tell people about this movie, Empire Strikes Back, if they're not familiar with it. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Kirshner was, you know, back in 80, what, 83? <laughs> um, actually, let, let, let me cut to this clip because this, this movie's out in theaters. It's, it, it's the movie you really should be watching. If uh, It's in limited release, so you're going to have to check uh, jackbrooksthemovie.com for the the screenings but this is the movie you should watch because it's the fun that you guys want to see out of your comic book horror movies uh and of course our buddy robert england's in it um so here's a review here's an interview with john the director and uh the star and of course robert england all right we'll be right back hey what's up guys a lot of you have heard me talk about this movie jack brooks monster slayer on the show i'm really excited about it because it's got that comic book style of action that i really like um a lot of you guys who are fans of evil dead Dead Alive, a lot of those big bombastic horror films are going to love this movie. I'm here with our good buddy who's been on the show several times, Robert England. Hello. And the star Trevor Matthews right Jack here. Brooks. Hello. Jack Brooks himself and, of course, the director. How you doing? His name's John and last name John? Is Knotts. I was not Which even going to try K. that one. Yeah. It, what, what, <laughs> pronounce it again? K, Knotts. Okay. It's like cool. knife. Isn't it nuts? Knife. John, not, not I was like, John, John say your own one. name. Good one, Jeff. Good one, Jeff. That's <laughs> so, so fresh. So they've got this movie. Uh, it's out in theaters, and uh, we want to tell you guys about it because I, I saw the film, and I thought it, it, I was pretty damn faithful to the kind of movies that we grew up watching, and I'm guessing, John, that you and Trevor grew up watching these, and Robert was in. I was in them. 
<laughs> so no. talk about the process of making this movie. All man, all practical. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I grew up watching horror films like a fiend. I was addicted since I was like six years old. So um, that's a total compliment to hear you say that it, it you know, sort of pays tribute to those movies and, and, and works on that level because it's exactly what we were going for because that's what we grew up with and that's sort of what we wanted to, to do. And I guess in a way there's – um. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of uh, <clears throat> horror films nowadays. Uh, there's a lot of them now that are sort of based on the, the just the, the sick killer person. And as much as I love those, like I love the Saws and Hostels and Cabin Fever. It was awesome. We wanted to make a monster movie, you know, bring back the, you know, create like a, a monster, like a creature. Mm-hmm. I guess like a Freddy. Your creature. own mythos. What's that? Your own franchise, your own mythos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And... uh yeah, so we just thought it'd be fun to just do something where, yeah, you create like a memorable sort of creature of some sort, uh, in our case of several monsters, and then just do it all practically to sort of pay tribute to those films from the 80s. We didn't want to use any CGI, so we didn't use any CGI. And uh, now, Trevor, you guys have been friends for a long time. Uh, and <laughs> we know each other. You guys knew each other. So when it yeah. came when it came to time to cast it, because as much as you say, John, this movie is about creating original monsters to build a franchise around, really what you did was you built a franchise around the hero. And this isn't, uh, you know what I mean? Thank God you didn't put a chainsaw in this movie, like a chainsaw on the arm, because we've seen that. You know, we've seen people try and do movies after Evil Dead and, and stuff like that, and, and they always fall back. And, and paying too much homage to those films instead of striking out on their own and creating their own original storytelling. And you've got an original hero here who can carry a franchise. What was it like auditioning for this role and then being the guy? Um, well, one of the good things, I guess, about financing and producing the film is I didn't have to audition for it. <laughs> um, he was, one day he was just kind of like, I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, it's cool. <laughs> I'm that guy. He pointed at Jack. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Who guy. has the most lines? No, they, they also, they, you know, you guys had also worked together on two other movies, though, right? right? Yeah. yeah. No, in all honesty, sorry, I'll be quick. I'll pass it back. I'm sorry. No, no, okay. In all honesty, in all in all honesty, he, I don't even think he was like you weren't even totally thinking of playing the part at first. And I, I remember I was kind of like, dude, you should play Jack, you know? Because I, when I was writing the script, it's kind of nice to actually know or picture a person, especially somebody I knew pretty well, mm-hmm. so I could kind of think of Trev when I was writing it. So anyway, continue. Yeah, I, I'd never done a, like, I'd never headlined it. This is our first feature film. Right. Um, we knew as a company, like, we started Brook Street together, and we got ambitions to make lots of films. And Jack Brooks is just the first of, of many films that we're, we're going to make uh, together. Um but, you know, this was the, the first one, and uh, although I'd been in short films, uh, we knew we needed to make that step. It was like, you know, short films are great. You, you, you get everything that you get out of a feature in, in as far as, like, experience, working with a, a full crew, uh, you know, credibility that you can make the art, you know, and that it, it, it's... And, and, and also just the confidence to, to be a filmmaker and to say, this is... I'm going to make a career in this industry. Um, but... They don't make money. There's not right. much of a market for short films. You don't hear about like you know blockbuster short films. Um, so we knew we needed to make a feature film, um, and Jack Brooks seemed like the perfect little avenue for us because it gave us an opportunity to explore. We it's like a, a low budget film that's disguised itself as like you know a, an, an epic. You know we we could do anything with it. It's like fighting, attacking monsters, blocking action, practical effects. You know he's he's in a jungle in the beginning, and you know it it just. We got to dis- 
destroy classrooms and, and cupboards and chuck, <laughs> you know. It, it was, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, it was the perfect little one less class. night school in Ottawa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and because it's kind of this whole experience for us, um, you know, I I wanted that experience as an actor, um, as well as a filmmaker, you know, and it's just so. It, I think from the bat when John was like, dude, you can headline this film. You should play Jack. And I have an ambition to be an actor. It was it was like, all right, let's just sign off on that and move forward. Okay, just- and, and, but it's a boon to the project when you get somebody with hardcore experience. Not only – and he comes with, with – with the you know everybody in the genre loves them. I mean, what's it like getting somebody like Robert here to be in the film? It gives it a lot of credibility and a lot of firepower. That's it. I mean, you come with. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I, I and I, I what no? Well, I I mean, you look up. I I spent all of 2004 uh, working on a project I believed in that did not come to fruition, and I kind of wasted some of the heat I had off of Freddy versus Jason. And when I got back home after running around America with a skeleton crew all during 2004, I had this stack of scripts by the side of my bed, and I just started saying yes to everything. 2001 Maniacs, I did uh, Behind the Mask, I went up to Canada and did a film for Bob Keane called Heartstopper. Uh, uh, I, I worked for the talented Adam Green on Hatchet, and 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 Jack Brooks was was also one of those scripts. And I'll be honest, on my first pass on Jack Brooks, I thought they wanted me to play uh, Howard, the guy, uh, you know, the guy at the at the at the hardware store. Right, right, right. And I thought, you know, I, I'll bring some gravitas to the part, and I'll bring my baggage to it, and I'm sort of the guy in the deep voice that'll kind of tell Jack Brooks the backstory, ooh, the scary backstory of the house down the road. And I thought that's what they wanted me for. And I said, yeah, I'll, I, I guess I could do that. And I talked to my agent. I said, no, 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 no. He goes, read it again. Read it with this kind of Sam Raimi attitude, you know, to the whole script. And before I got around to doing that, John sent me a copy of the short film they had done. Now, they're being far too modest about this and acting like they hadn't done stuff together. They'd done two other wonderful films together. And this film, Still Life, is like a perfect uh, short film. I mean, they're they're putting down short films. It was like getting the lost episode of Twilight Zone sent to you. Some like rumor that you know is back to Forrest Ackerman's you know Monster Magazine. There's been rumors about this, and it was like this classic little film. And I I saw that, and before I even picked up the script again, I said I'm on board because I knew I'd be in good hands with these guys. But you know, I've had a great experience working with young directors the last. I don't know, four or five years. Just We've had them all on the show. We've had Adam Green. We've had Scott Glosserman and I went to school together. And these guys are keeping me young, and I think they're all very talented. John is unbelievably gifted. And Trevor's, you know, I, I've been telling everybody Trevor's like, is like, you know, I, I, being my age, you look and you look at holes in Hollywood, got things that are missing, parts of the menu, parts of the recipe that go away that we always need because writers write for them. Writers write a Cary Grant part. Writers write the tough tomboy girl part. Writers write the Steve McQueen part. Well, we haven't had a Steve McQueen in a while. This, I think, you know, Trevor's a natural athlete on top of being a talented actor and on top of being savvy and loving movies as much as he does. I mean, you know, when I first went to Brook Street, all I wanted to do, they had me, you know, wearing 15, different, 15 different outfits for the prof, <laughs> Professor Crowley, you know. And I, I just get said yes to the first one, John Light, because I, I thought we were all going to sit down, you know, and because they had this movie collection that's so cool. It's like a bachelor pad over there, you know. And I, you know, I just, I, you just got a pool table. You get that, nothing got a pool table, I know. Well, I'm waiting for the jacuzzi. But anyway, but I mean, it's a natural, I had a natural affinity with these guys, like I had with Adam, like I had with Scotty Glosserman, and uh, it's, it's been keeping me young, and I love, I'm proud of all those films. 
And what I, I think the common denominator is there is a kind of nostalgia by a younger generation for those films. And I don't think it's because necessarily of torture porn. I don't think people are reacting against Saw as much as they're reacting against overblown, overproduced movies with too many special effects but not enough scares and, and real thrills in them and, and pure old-fashioned fun, which I think is something that's always been part of the horror genre. You know, And I think it was missing for a while. I think we, we, got, we started to take it a little too seriously. See the hole in the middle. And these guys instinctively know that and then you know and i think sort of you know like like adam and like scott and arguably you have the most fun in this movie i mean guys you guys have seen robert in a ton of films uh this is a film when i saw you start to go i mean i don't want to spoil too much but you you start going bad and when he starts going bad you have some fun with this role you were going all over the map you're eating the scenery you must have been you must have been quaking trevor having to step up against some of the performances he's putting on Wow. Wait, this film was, I mean, you're incredible. Well, it's John, John let me go. See, John, John, you know, loosened the reins and let me, because let me do physical comedy, which I haven't done since I was a theater actor, you know. Well, I got to run around and get beaten up and kill monsters, <laughs> too, so that, that, I, was, I was all good, man. I was satisfied with that. Trevor cameos as several of the monsters. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What was that like? Going, not only kicking, were there any scenes where you kicking your own ass? Yeah. I remember when we first were like, oh, who's going to, you know, who's going to play the, the forest troll? Uh, and I was just like, me. <laughs> I know I could do it. And, and uh, my producing partner, uh, Pat and, and John, you know, we were. Lift the mic, lift the mic. Uh, my, okay. Sorry, my producing partner, Pat, uh, partner, Pat, and. Say that uh, three times fast. <laughs> my producing partner, Pat, my producing partner, Pat, my producing partner, Pat, and I, uh, and John, um, were kind of like, uh, don't you already have your hand full, hands full playing? you know, the lead of the film. Well, screw it, it's really... fun. But yeah. I was like, man, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, I was, I'm a natural at that kind of stuff. Like I run around like a monkey all the time anyway. So it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty easy for me to, to do the, the physical, um, the work associated with like transforming the, the body movement. And that stuff comes really, really natural to me. Um, the only thing that was difficult was I, I and I underestimated was the process. Uh, getting dressed up, and I'm sure you know all about this, you know, but, get, I mean, it took three hours sometimes, and I couldn't get the glue out of my eyebrows and out of my hair and out of my beard for, for days afterwards. Like, I mean, yes. Jack, Jack Brooks trivia, the troll worked for scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in John, uh, you, you put your actors through a pretty physical experience, but also doing an independent film with this many practical effects and this many stunts, like it had to have been a physical experience for you too. Uh, a lot of these movies fail based on pacing and tone. Some of them try and go f so far into the fun that they end up goofy. Some of them try and go so far horror that you just kind of lull the audience into not showing them anything. Uh, how do you balance a, a shoot like that that is physical but also you keep track of your storytelling, you know, uh, over the practical days. Um, I mean, I think it might be the way, it, the way we approached it was that the, um, the characters were taking themselves seriously mm -hmm. and that they're never sort of looking at the camera and winking and doing slapstick stuff, you know, that like, you know, when, as crazy as Robert gets, you still, I find watching him do it, you still feel like, no, this is Professor Crowley actually going through this process. And right. he's, he's seriously dealing with it. You know, it doesn't look like he's trying to be funny. It feels like it's just part of the process he's going through. And I, I think that comes across a little more honest and thus being 
funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, it's the acting itself. The actors, you know, have to be funny, and they and they were. Um, and then when you when you go horror, you got to go all the way, man. <laughs> you can't hold back. So <laughs> you, you just get, have to you, trust your script after a while. Yeah, I guess you just you know, and w- it's a horror comedy, so obviously things are lighthearted. But like Big Trouble in Little China and army of darkness we you know we wanted to have fun and we got into the action horror type stuff we wouldn't hold back and you'd see the blood flowing you know what i'm saying you so. also find you know in the, 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 there's that time afterwards there's post-production and you find there in editorially you discover there's stuff that we, we you know trevor and i had a great scene on the porch you know a real fatherly scene to, to sort of set up you know the fact that he would you know avenge me in his own way you know in his own strange way uh and our connection, but some scenes have to have to go. I mean, they look good on paper. You think you need them, and you get into editorial, and you find a different rhythm mm-hmm. to your story. Oh, you know? absolutely! And they yeah. agonized over this. I right. mean, tell them. I mean, you guys, you guys went through some serious assemblages and and, and recutting. We were in post for a while. Yeah, we uh, we definitely we cut a couple scenes out, things that just weren't flowing right, and you know. We didn't feel we're funny enough, or we're just the right sort of pace. God damn it, Trevor, you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, no, but sometimes, sometimes you exactly. have a great you have a great scene. It just comes at the wrong time, and there's nowhere yeah. else to plug it. Yeah, you yeah. have to say goodbye to it. Yeah. Know? Well, I want you guys to see the movie, but we got to talk real quick. Sequel. My audience is going to go see the movie. Afterwards, they're going to want a sequel. Any ideas? You guys already started thinking about that. The Return of Professor Crowley. Oh, gee, I don't know. My head blew up real good, as John Candy says. Uh, I don't know about me. I'm going to have to shave and, and, and wear a wig. But uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I started even thinking, uh, 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 you know, I, I think that Jack needs to run into a vampire girl. I don't know. I, I think we need to have some hot vampire sex and death. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've started, uh, we started developing a, a sequel, um, and we've got a lot of rough ideas. We're putting together kind of the, the, the process that we use is um, – get all our ideas out, try and put together a rough structure, and then build a treatment. Uh, and then from the treatment, once we approve, like, man, that's all really cool stuff. Like, let's move to, like, you know, the first draft. Uh, and so we're still kind of putting together this this treatment, and uh, it's starting to get really fun. I mean, like, you know, we, we took it to a new level because there's, uh, you know, this Jack Brooks monster slayer, um, which is really kind of this origin story of a, mm-hmm. of a regular guy, a plumber, who becomes a monster slayer. Uh, the sequel is going to be about a monster slayer and his worldly adventures. And, and it, I think it opens the doors a little bit to just have more action and a little more fun. So, you know, we're definitely doing a little bit more world traveling. And uh, he, he's more of an action star in the next one, which is I, I love the physical stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, cool, guys. I, if, if you play if Jack. I play yeah. Jack. <laughs> Jack Brooks goes to Toronto. <laughs> so, John, you made a great film. Uh, <laughs> it's Love great it. talking to you guys. I know the audience is going to enjoy this film. Uh, I loved it. So the movie's out, guys. Go check it out. It's called Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. Uh, check the the website, jackbrooksthemovie.com. Is that right? Jackbrooksthemovie.com. Jackbrooksthemovie.com. Uh, check it out and uh, go enjoy it. Robert, it's good seeing you on the show again. Oh, thank you. And it's good collecting all the directors here. that you work with <laughs> on Geekscape. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Good luck with you. the movie. So we're back, guys. Um, it's always good to see Robert England again. Uh, he's always really candid with us. Uh, and now you hear about Freddy Krueger and uh, and how they're doing this new movie. Michael Bay's doing the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Have you heard what? about this? No. Like, I mean, you, you know how you, you know how New Line. That guy's they're, they're doing stopped, they're doing man. the new. Uh, is he is he directing it or no, no, is he no, going to no. produce no, it like he did producing. that Texas Chainsaw well, Massacre you know, one? They're all, they're done with the Friday Thirteenth movie. They redid Friday Thirteenth. That I heard about. Yeah, yeah. 
the, so they want to do this this Freddy Krueger one. Michael Bay. Oh yeah, it's the same company. Dude, him and Ratner got to be shot. Man. Okay, well, please, that is not the opinion of this. Well, show. that is over the line. <laughs> well, no. Everything was fine. No, no, please. We have threatened um, Ratner's life so many Brent times. Brent Ratner, <laughs> he's just a guy trying to make a buck in this world. Okay. Um, he's a really, really good guy. Yeah. So <laughs> he's really he gives to a lot of charities. <laughs> I've never met uh, them. So Billy Bob Thornton, who's been in a couple of Michael Bay movies, there's a rumor that he might be playing Freddy in this movie. That I think would be I, interesting. I really think it's just too early to say, and I and I think it's crazy. Um, People were. I'm putting that in the big fucking rumor bin. Can I? Can I get? Can I get? Uh, yeah, can get, I get up in this. I'm shit. gonna get in, up on this and and and, and flex get up my in this comic shit. muscle. Have you guys seen this movie, Dark Knight? People were saying that Heath Ledger shouldn't play the Joker. So now. People are saying, oh, you know, or you're saying Billy Bob, who knows? Oh, I'm not can't. saying he shouldn't. I'm no, saying no, it's just I'm way just, too early to be exactly. like, yeah. Way too early. It's a lesson learned. Yeah. People like this mo- the movie, Dark Knight, because of this gentleman, Heath Ledger, who turned out to be. I've heard of him. Yes, exactly. Thank you. He's the gay feller. I knew who somebody fishing? would have seen it. Yeah. So uh, we got to get, you know, let's leave the door open. Billy Bob is a Freddy. You know what? Yeah, you know, I mean, put the sweater never, in him. Maybe like the sweater on. He's never done anything bad. Yeah, what, what I think I mean, his movies. He's done bad movies with, with these never, remakes and and killing people to stop the remakes and stuff like that. I just say, you know what? You still got your original. If you know, if you're lucky, it's been released on on Blu-ray. Just fucking live with that. It's fine. Uh, you know, they're oh no, Watchmen's not going to be as good as the comic book. Guess what? They're not going to come to your house and burn your fucking comic book. You still have it. You still, you still can enjoy it. Point. So don't worry about these adaptations. There's a new adaptation of this Mark Millar book. The storyline hasn't even been finished. It's called Cake Ass. It's out from Marvel uh, Comics. And already Matthew Vaughn is working on starting to shoot this movie oh, in September. Close. They've got a... Who's in this movie? Dark Rider submitted it on our forums. It's got a, It's got the fucking kid who played McLovin. As Kick-Ass? Poss- no, no. Possibly as a villain. I don't think that villain's even been revealed in the comic book. Yeah. And they're casting this movie... For a comic series that, dude, it it Come could suck. Far. People are driving past. Um, I'm not worried. No you know, it's like, dude, anymore. whatever. And now, now, I mean, ridiculous casting in Hollywood. Uh, Mike Myers is in the uh, Inglorious Bastards for Quentin Tarantino. That's what our buddy hero protagonist submitted on the forum, on the um, Geekscape site. Mike Myers in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Thoughts? Is what? that that's, what? That's in the sure. World War II movie. Mike Myers is joining the cast. Is he um, an extra? He's one of the no. He's he's one of the guys. He, he's a British uh, dude who sends these guys off to kill Nazis. British British this. officer, yeah. Uh, well, it's already got Brad Pitt in it. Didn't Tarantino put the Michael Keaton in something? So yeah, I mean, he put maybe, him in Jackie Brown. Jackie I, Brown. I didn't think it was bad. That wasn't that bad. I mean, there's a maybe, huge difference between Michael Keaton also, and Mike Myers. Tarantino loves <laughs> Michael Keaton for one did not make Love Guru. <laughs> That, that was a quality fix. Was but, Multiplicity yeah. good? Multiplicity is great. It's good? It's great. I've seen that movie so many times. I think you're confusing Multiplicity with Batman. Or Batman. I, I think you're, you're confusing. Or Mr. Mom. Oh, yeah. Mr. Or, or Jack Frost. Or My Life. My Life was fucking a tear Oh, My Life? Tear jerk. My, my Life. Shit. You ever seen Michael Keaton back in the 70s doing stand-up with the big old fro? No. Every, oh, you like, got to find some Really? He looked like Billy Joel or something? Yeah, it was pretty funny. The he, I just saw Michael Keaton in a, in a coffee shop. Uh-huh. How's he's he a up? little dude. Yeah, he's a really small guy. Is he guy. really small and skinny, and yeah. he looks like a corpse? Do you seem nice though? Seem very nice. Corpse nice. Um, well, it's a good thing you didn't run into uh, who's the guy you would have killed? <laughs> Ratner. Ratner. <laughs> hey Ratner, here's your coffee. Ah, you burned my fucking face. 
I'm gonna go make another movie. Um, <laughs> that's what he. That's what he yells. Hardly uh, <laughs> does a day go by when someone doesn't want to kill that. Uh, Lionsgate is putting out this Punisher movie in a couple months. I hate to tell you, folks. Another one. But uh, our good friend Sandstone submitted the news that it's probably gonna be a PG-13 film, a Punisher movie that's PG-13. Uh, things aren't going good between the studio and Lexi Alexander, the director. So. Now we now we have this thing about it possibly being PG thirteen. So get ready for a PG thirteen Punisher, which like the last one was PG thirteen, went up against a movie called Kill Bill two on opening weekend and got fucking killed. You go to us that um, we were supposed to have that. No, I mean I, I'm just saying like guys, you, you gotta learn. It. You like like setup. like <laughs> like I mean Kill Bill two. I, I remember that it that Punisher the first Punisher with Thomas Jane came out against Kill Bill two because I did a doubleheader. Oh. And and let me tell you, man, it was like watching a exactly it was like watching a PG thirteen violent movie, and an R rated violent movie, and somewhere Hollywood is thinking that you have to go PG thirteen to cast a wider net and make your money at the box office. But uh, what was the, 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 there are a couple R rated movies that do well. You know what I mean? R rated well, horror and R rated action. Sure, they yeah. can do well. When right. you, yeah, you when, know? You, when you try to split the difference, you get. You and in between, or yeah. Well, when you're relying on the franchise to try to sell tickets, like it's very often they don't they don't put anything into the story mm-hmm. or into the development of it. I mean, you can have whatever rating it is as long as the story and the character is compelling. Okay. I'm not. It's not rocket science, really. But John Lasseter calls, says, "All right, Benny, convict, let's bring it over here. Let's make it a movie." G, what do you do? Uh, we G-rated get some Hawaiian film. shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, t- it's tough though, because you know you have to balance the the business versus the the story that you have. You got no, this. He can have it. He can make a G. He can, he can make a G, Benny. With it. Sure. Okay. I mean, I'm not in no position to be turning down anything right, from John right. Lasseter. We just we just want the opportunity to make cartoons. Is he a hero of yours, Mr. Lasseter? Uh, different Brad, Lasseter. Brad Bird. Greg Lasseter. Brad Bird is a hero Brad of yours Bird as well. Brad Bird is a hero of mine. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Lasseter was doing pretty well until Cars. I, I, I enjoyed the Cars. Yeah, but I think he's he's, he's a great the cars. he's a great. Great filmmaker. He's done fantastic things at Pixar. Who are are your heroes, Ryan? Who who are like, oh "Oh, shit, I'm going to take my Ivy League education. I'm going to start writing scripts for Hollywood. Um, We're we're both guilty of charge to that one. Yeah. Um, Actually, I I had a chance to meet one of my heroes. Who he wasn't my hero in college because I'd never heard of him. But uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is one of my heroes. Oh man, that that must have been great. What was that like? Uh, It was uh, surreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually had like a sit down meeting with him. Oh wow. uh, Wow, what? Very nice. Or? I was. Uh, I got the chance to um, pitch some ideas for his new Bruno movie. Uh huh. Um, and it was all very like last minute. Like you have one day, put put your shit together and come in, and you're gonna meet him. And I, it wasn't until I actually sat like opened the door and walked in and saw him that I thought, because up until then I just thought, at the last, you know, they'll say I'm meeting him, but then I'm gonna meet his assistant's assistant. Sure, sure. But it was sure. actually him, and it was a really. Surreal experience. And he, but he was very pleasant, very, very nice. Very pleasant. Offered me fruit. <laughs> professional. Uh, very professional. Didn't go into characters or anything like that. Uh, he did when we started pitching, which okay. I thought was pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he was just going in and out of like, you know, you pitch him an idea and then he would like, if he liked try it. Try it on for If he size. didn't like it, he would ignore it. If he liked it, he would try it on and, you know. It must help the energy. The energy must have been fucking great. Yeah. I mean, it, it put me at ease. Relatively, at ease. I mean, and then when he rejects the ideas, you thought it was going so well. <laughs> yeah, no. When he rejects I mean, the idea, he just he like he he was he would type stuff on uh-huh. his laptop when he liked it. I'm stealing and, this. And when he didn't like it, he would just not type it. Right. So you would just be like, 
Okay, oh, okay. and you just move on. Cool. Anyway, so that's a long answer to your he question. Put you on e- he put you at ease. That's cool. He did. He was very, very nice. How'd you get that opportunity? That's through, through representatives. Okay. Yes, there's no more. A... Do you know how Hollywood works, motherfucker? <laughs> Do you know what this business we're in? Yeah. A guy owed me big time. So I, <laughs> I called in my chit. And, uh, <laughs> no, well, it was, yeah, cool. it was that whole horrible represent- writing work. representation system thing that I... Everybody abhors. Um, Harry Potter's been delayed. Oh. Eight fucking months. Jake, uh, who, who I just read that this? it came out. No, Jake, one hurry up. Those kids are getting pretty old. Yeah, well, well, I think the I movies that they can, they're just delaying it from Christmas of this year to summer of next year uh, so that it can get its ass whooped by uh, Wolverine. No, I don't know. I don't know what's coming out uh, next year. What's coming that. out next year? Watchmen and Wolverine, I think. Well, Watchmen's coming out in, in um, That's in, in March. March. It's in March. That That's on Jack Snyder's weekend. That he's had since Dawn of the Dead. Um, That's Zack Snyder Day. That's Zack Snyder's weekend. Um, But I I think the Harry Potter movie, yeah, it's going to be the Juggernaut. So, you know, there's some crying on Geekscape, but it's okay. Things are going to be all right. You're going to see the movie. Just don't walk into, like, cars or anything for another eight months. Also, Hannah Montana is coming out. Another movie? Another movie? Is it going to be in three three dimensions as well? Is it going to be three dimensional? (laughs) I think so. They're using a stereoscope or whatever. Oh well, it, wow! Well, I, I will watch that. I will right. watch no, that. It, you know what's really funny? Wolverine is coming out. You know what's really funny? Uh, Laura, who we were talking about, because you guys know my story about moving to LA and needing to get some scratch together really quick, and, and being a delivery driver and working in a lumberyard and shit like that. Uh, Ryan actually worked years ago when you first moved out here, where where at the place Laura now manages the dog daycare place. Yeah. So great place. Um, and Laura actually went to see that Hannah Montana movie. So that was pretty uh, funny. And she went. Who with, was watching the dogs? She went with somebody who uh, I was. Um, we lost Billy that weekend. <laughs> and Billy was a pain in Wait, is there a door open? No. Um, so yeah, that was that. Uh, what was Billy he just died. hit by? He was hit, hit by like by a kid <laughs> on a bike with a horn. I think it was a magic ice cream truck. That was a nice magic ice cream. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I should just stop. And kill myself. <laughs> so um, that's the news for the week. Um, next week we'll have a review of a movie. I don't know which one it'll be. It won't be this fucking Star Wars thing. But uh, you guys read comic books at all? You guys read? The, the uh, I was pretty passionate for a while, and then what uh, happened? <laughs> there, Who hurt you, Knight? Uh Well, I, I work too much now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still. You, I, what did you partake in? What did I? Um, mainly, well, back in the day, I was a big Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. I like sort of more independent things, also, but. Um, you know, I collected uh, Spider-Man and Avengers and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, I, it, whenever there's like an interesting comic that I like, I can find out like for more independent things. Um, I tend to gravitate toward that just because I want to see like what artists are trying and right. experimenting with. Um, I my, well, my my actual very first job was at a comic book store, and I was uh, 15, and I've just been reading comics ever since. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and, you know, I think that this is a good time to get into comics. You know, of course, we, we talk about them on Geekscape. A lot of you guys yell at us for uh, suggesting comics and then um, you guys going broke. But, you know what? It's like any addiction. You have to, you have to discipline yourself. Uh, you have to go to the terrible, terrible neighborhoods, <laughs> meet some horrible people. First one is free. Um, <laughs> but unlike those addictions, you cannot pay for comic books with hand jobs. Um, depends, actually, depends. Yeah, did it once. Um, but worth it. Like you, I like to diversify. Uh, 
you know, little DC, a little Marvel, and a little indie. You know what I'm saying? I think that'll that'll keep you fresh. Um, <laughs> independently, uh, I got to tell you, that there's a Hellboy series right now uh, called The Crooked Man that Mike Mignola's doing. He, he's writing it, the guy who created Hellboy. But he's doing it with Richard Corbin, who's this artist uh, who did, like, Hitman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did... Um, he did a, a, a series for, for Marvel based on uh, Power Man. And uh, this guy's artwork fucking kicks ass. The storyline takes place in fucking like rural Virginia during like the 50s. So it's all inbred like redneck people <laughs> in the Appalachians. So it's really, 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 really creepy. Uh, if you guys are looking for a Hellboy book after Hellboy 2 came out, uh, something to pick up on. Uh, this thing's called The Crooked Man. The second issue just came out. And it it has kind of the mood in it that I think Hellboy's been lacking for a while. Uh, it's really fucking creepy. Gilmore, if you are hot, you can take layers off. We will pay you. Um, see more of that 42-year-old body. R- r- let's see some of that 42-year-old body. <laughs> what if there was like a that actually turns out it's on like, like a 45. colostomy bag and shit like that? <laughs> oh, I'm dying! Uh, you could just have progeria. Like, you look like a progeria baby. What's that? Progeria is where you're like 8, but you look 80. It's like those kids who are on Maury Povich and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always have really high-pitched voices. Yeah, now, old and shit. I Wait, they're, they're young and they look old or they're old? They're, like they're, they're young, but they look old. So not Emmanuel Lewis, the opposite. No, yes, the opposite. Okay. The opposite. You are, you, you Which answers the question, what is the opposite? So the eternal yeah. question of what is the opposite of Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, with progeria. Oh, yeah, they, they look like... They, uh, Mystery they, solved. They look like animatronic animals. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. And they sound like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> you know why you're hot hell is calling me that's why you're hot in here um uh really the comic book to get this week bringing it on track as if we ever were uh was action comics you guys uh heard about jeff johns for mm-hmm. writing uh the mm-hmm. superman series um he did this one with legion of superheroes that's the last story arc uh we thought it was awesome yeah this one's better uh, it's Gary Frank who did the artwork for um, Midnight La- Nation. You guys know? Say your fucking oh. phone. That is your phone. Don't ignore it, please. No, answer it. No. Uh, Gary Frank uh, is the artist. You know, guys know him from like Supreme Power and stuff like that. Uh, this storyline. Let me just tell you how fucking cool it is. You guys know who Brainiac is. Sure. Of course. Of course. Brainiac is this villain. Sometimes he's a robotic. Sometimes he's humanoid. Sometimes he's giant. Sometimes he's a ship. Sh- ship. Right. That's Brainiac. He, like Lex Luthor, is like the fucking... He's the Superman villain. He's the Two-Face and Joker. Those are the Two-Face and Joker of the Superman right. rogues gallery. Oh, yeah. sure. No, this is a huge... This, this is this huge. Is what I, what I'm about to tell you will blow your mind, and this is what Jeff Johns and Gary Frank are doing in this new series. So in the first issue of this story arc, uh, and we're in the third... Am I going to want to hear this? Yeah. Okay. In the first issue, uh, Supergirl comes to Superman, and she's like, listen... About Brainiac, because Superman's, you know, just been attacked by some by, by what he thought was Brainiac, and he took it apart, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, listen, you've never actually met Brainiac. I don't like where this is going. He's somewhere in space, trying to find you, mm-hmm. because you're the last Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know about me. Sure. But you're the last Kryptonian. He has the, the city of Kandor that he kidnapped, you know, that little city that he keeps? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've only been meeting his representatives. Brainiac's out there sending motherfuckers Shut at up. you. It blew my mind. 
I was like, wait, you're telling me for the entire history of Superman, Superman's never actually met Brainiac or fought Brainiac or experienced Brainiac. It's his representative. That was like the one the last season of Roseanne was all a dream. Dude, it's like if it's like if Gil Gilmanroy here cloned himself. Motherfucker, he could be a clone right now. How do we know Gilmore we're dealing with the real Xbox? Gilman. Yeah. The real, real Gilmore? <laughs> because he's aging at a very rapid pace in front of us. Uh, no, but, but th- knowing that, knowing that, 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 that Superman's never actually fought Brainiac, and you're like, holy shit, that's a holy shit moment. You know what I mean? In the, seri- in the history of Superman, that's a holy shit moment. Yeah. Now knowing that Brainiac now knows where he is and is coming for him because he's the last Kryptonian. That's like a holy shit, holy shit You're moment. like, this is going to be a fucking meeting, mm-hmm. right? Like... Gilmore, you're right. Gilmore, you okay? Gilmore may have to pause for air. You're right. So we don't even know what he is, really. Like we don't even know. So if he's like a in this third or... episode, Superman finally in the in the second uh, issue succumbs to Brainiac's little fuckers that come after him. Mm-hmm. Right? He wakes up on this ship. They're experimenting on him. You think he can't fucking experiment on Superman because he's impregnable you, skin? And no, this you and can that. though. Oh, they're ex- they're exper- yeah. experimenting on this fucker, right? Uh, he, they've got a tube down his throat. He's all matrixed up. They're fucking Superman up, right? And uh, he ends up escaping, right? Because he's fucking Superman. And this is the issue where he comes face to face with Brainiac for the first time. And it's this giant fucking Gary Frank splash page. And if I had a jillion dollars, one of the things I would spend my jillion dollars on would be this original piece of artwork. Because it's incredible. Um, it's, a, it's a holy shit moment in the same way you guys who read like Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men had that holy shit moment when Colossus reappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember that? Mm-hmm. I was... Holy shit. <laughs> and like you know, like Joss Whedon's writing, the pacing is just fucking awesome. You guys ever thought about doing like a Benny comic book or anything like that? Doing something in like a comic book medium? We were talking about making a comic strip, mm-hmm. basically doing a regular comic strip with that. And I mean, I used to do that kind of thing, you know, just sort of. But um, actually, a comic book. I mean, we've talked about a number of things with Benny, but we just <laughs> we've got all sorts of ideas. But we just we, we just don't, don't have we don't, uh, we don't what, he's paying us to make. Yeah, exactly. yeah, money's we money. We, we don't know yeah. what the, the the future is and. It's also like our time is better spent right now trying to come up with as many ideas as we can to see what the next thing is. And you guys have an avenue now. You know what I mean? Like you guys have an outlet. You guys have a place, a well that people are coming back to. Benny has opened up some doors for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the fact that this is a a market right now where animation seems to be everywhere, comedy animation. So we're, we're kind of attacking that as much as we possibly can that's cool the, um yeah i mean in, in whatever opportunities in other mediums that opens up you kind of have to stay with the one that's gotten you here that this far you know what i mean does that make sense i mean i i love and is uh, that how you feel well i love for me personally i love comics and i love like all the different things but i mean I'm, I'm an animator i love animated cartoons and that's that's my my dream and my passion is to do is to make you know animated and he's a comedy writer, so uh-huh. I mean that, that just sort of seems our, our our avenue. Is anime mainly for pedophiles? <laughs> Knowing that you're an animator, uh, and you may have some some insight into this. I can uh, answer that. I mean, um, I'm watching anime. Yeah, it's, it, it, be, I believe it's for it's mainly for pedophiles I with, with little girls. I can answer. I, I, I got. <laughs> um, I finally feel like I can tackle the question. <laughs> you uh, see these little girls with their fucking Catholic schoolgirl shit and the, the robots with the breasts. So what, what's going on with that? Anime in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I demon titties. I, I think, like that. What is that? What is that? What is up with the fucking demon titties? I think the Japanese are just like way enlightened because they just make everything in animation. You know, they right. make action and porn and and horror and 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 Americans are stuck in this like, well, let's make it all like kitty and happy and Disney. Well, because we're thinking about ca- you know we're capitalists. We're thinking about the marketing of it. Like like kids are gonna like this. 
who's but it's not a kid's market. There, who sits I mean? there drawing and goes, oh, someone's going to fucking want to fuck this demon. They're going to want to fuck but they this do. demon. That's I'm the thing. with the titties I mean, and the fucking people, people love five animation, titties. So. That is oh. nuts. How many they titties? Like animated titties. When I was a kid, all right, I had a sleepover with some buddies of mine. We were watching Access TV, which... When you're a kid, you watch Access TV hoping for some porn, like animated Public porn. Access. Public Access. Yeah, yeah. Shit, right? right. The wee hours of the night were like, man, I can kind of see some breasts on the Skinamax. You know how you used to watch the shit and it was all like wavy. fuzzy and so it was all wavy. Maybe you see a boob. That one, that one and a half seconds of that one half second of where like, it looked like the tint was all the way off. And this and is like, pre. It's like, fuck yeah. That's and like this, a, is, this is pre masturbating. This is pre-masturbate. Like you didn't fucking know how. Like, <laughs> like, this is like you know you what just I mean. Knew you liked it. You were gonna do that shit till high school. Like this is pre-masturbating. You just really? knew you high liked school? it. Yeah, I, I was a late bloomer. Wow. Um, so I'm watching this cartoon that came on Access TV. This dude, it was fucking weird. He had like five cocks. His wife shot up like like seven vaginas, and and they like fell back in love. That's what it was about. And I was like, look at the, the face Gilmore Roy has right now. Look at this face. Put that face in front of the camera. This no, is the keep face the face, though. Keep the face. Keep the you face. lost the he's face. He's sitting there looking at me like, I don't know if he's aroused or, or horrified or what. But as a kid, I was like, don't know. I like it. I don't know. No. Why? What is happening? But Because it, it was a cartoon. And that's the stuff that I thought was so pure. And like, Oh, wait. It was a cartoon? It was a cartoon. Oh, you mentioned yeah, I oh, was, like I, was, I was like, like, I had a totally different image in my you head. You know, I mean, you start watching that Spike and Mike stuff. And you must love the Spike and Mike stuff when you were growing up. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? I like, yeah. I mean, you're watching the stuff and you're like, okay, it's a cartoon, so it's it's for me. And then the dude <laughs> sprouts like seven cocks, and you're like, it's what? definitely for like, me. Something in my head snapped, and it, and the that result the is here in front of you today. <laughs> the result Hence is here in front of you today. It was all came back to that moment. That shit fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's very like yeah, uh, that, that says demon titty. Yeah, uh, demon titty cock. Uh, <laughs> demon titty cock monologue. Make sure we get to this in the interview. Um, Steve Purcell, are you a fan of Steve Purcell? The guy who did Sam and Max uh, stuff like that. He works for Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you watch? Did you do any of those things? Were you into his stuff when he was starting up? Not really. You weren't. But into I mean, it? I, I respect the motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah, I respect yeah. him definitely. You know who he is, Steve Purcell. Remember Sam and Max? Remember those adventure games that, that like Sierra and Lucasfilm used to put out? Oh, right, right, right. You know, you had the, you had like Monkey Island and all that stuff. Um, Steve Purcell did Sam and Max. Would you guys know? And after kind of Ren and Stimpy hit, there was like a whole glut of like Ren and Stimpy kind of projects. Yeah. And Sam and Max went from his his cartoon series, his uh, I think it was a comic series, and it and it became uh, one of those animated series, and we had it on the show. And Sarah Max had a sh- had a game from Lucas Arts, and it kind of came out, and that was all you heard from L- Sam and Max for a while, until Take Two Interactive, is that right? They put um, out these video games. They, they, they're, they're, please, Gilmore, you are our Telltale Games. Telltale Games. They they do these online games. They brought Sam and Max back, right? You can get them online. If you have a PC, I, I have a Mac. I can't fucking play these games. You can play the new Sam and Max games online. But you could also on the Wii. They're coming out on the Wii now. They're out on the Wii. They're out now? Uh, ben got one. I think you can download them on the Wii. Oh, so, so no, no, no. I think they released them in stores. Gilmore, I saw the product in my hands. It was releasable in stores. The Sam and Max stuff that you guys up till now could only play on a PC is out on the Wii. And Steve Purcell is the man. We ran into him at Comic-Con. I got to show you guys this interview because they were bugging Gilmore about airing the interview to the game, which is what we're going to do. And I'm a fan of, of, of uh, Steve Purcell. I, I thought that shit was funny. 
So we're going to cut to this interview. We're going to be right back. We're going to keep talking video games with these guys, all right? Hey, guys, I'm pretty excited. During my, my uh, middle school and high school years, some of the only things that kept me company were a lot of the adventure games uh, that LucasArts, Sierra, all these guys put out. One of the best games that I've ever played was, was Sam and Max Hit the Road. I'm here with the Sam and Max creator, Sam Purcell. This guy, uh, I really have to thank you for uh, keeping oh, me company in high school and middle school. Hey, no problem. You're welcome. Glad to, glad to hear it. A, a couple months ago, I reviewed uh, the Sam and Max collected DVD that our friends at Shout Factory put out. Um, that was quite a collection. You guys pretty much crammed it uh, right, right up to the uh, brim. It's got all the episodes, and then it was just fun to see them pack all that other stuff in there, too. Plus, they did an interview with me last year while I sat at my booth, and I was drawing sketches for people and talking at the same time like an insane guy. I mean, you're, you're quite the, the, the unique talent, because i got to tell you, uh, the barometer is that, that, that I mean, I'm watching the, this show, and it, it physically wears you out because there's so much manic energy and everything and so many things coming at you at once when you watch this this uh, cartoon that it, it's almost like a physical experience even though you're just sitting on your butt well it wore us out to make it and uh, we just wanted to pack it full of lots of weird imagery and stuff because there's certain things you can do in a comic that you can't do on a show that's sort of made for kids so we just packed it full of the weirdness quotient it is completely random, and then at the same time, uh, you, you've, you've got these two best friends, and, uh, and they're helping the community around them, and so the story is really warm, you know what I mean? They care, they just don't go about it the best way. Helping the community is kind of a broad statement for what they do. They, they think they're helping, and perhaps they are, maybe not, but they're just having fun doing whatever they do. So what are you at Comic-Con promoting this year? I mean, we know that you've had uh, some new video games and the adventure games, much like the Sam and Max Hit the Road, available. Uh, what's the company putting this, the, this game out that has put the games out? I'm here with Telltale, and uh, they're promoting the release of the second season of the episodic series. It's all collected, and it's in a nice disc, and I did a painting for it, and we have a new print of the cover as well. And uh, so I always I like to come here anyway. I feel like I miss out if I don't come. And what, what format is the game? The game's for PC users? Yeah, that's what it's made for. Now, I'm a Mac user. Are you guys going to be able to put something out that a Mac user like myself uh, could play? I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. It's up to the company to decide if there's enough of an audience to make it worthwhile. The first season's coming out on Wii, so you probably can't think of a bigger audience for, for a game than that. i got to tell you, I came over here, and uh, it, it's Steve. I, I'm sitting over here with Steve, and... Uh, I see this 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 Wii uh, case that all you guys are looking at. This is news to me right here, and it's really good news because, like I said, I don't have a PC. I'm a Mac user. I missed out on this downloadable game that's been out, but I keep hearing all you guys play it. I went in on the fun. Now I can with a Wii and a system that's so conducive to the to, to the storytelling and the controls of the original game. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. I've tried it out at the office, and uh, it's it's fun to just lean across and point to where you want to go and stuff. And the potential of it is a lot of fun too. I'd like to see them like push it even more in the future. Was there anything lost in the translation, or maybe even added to the game when you, when you had this chance to redo it for a new format, or is it a pretty faithful port of the original well, PC version? There were smarter brains than me that were involved in that. It was um, I think it's mainly the controls, and I from what I understand, they brought back an old icon that we had from an old from the old version of the game where um, you use Sam's hand as the use, uh, use verb icon. So they brought that one back. I, um, I heard that was in there, but I haven't seen it. And now season two is, is coming up, and that'll be uh, for initially for the PC, like, uh, yeah. for download for like the originals. Yeah, that's available right now. 
And, and, and is it a continuation of the story put in the first season? Oh, no. It's a totally different story. I mean, the way Sam and Max works the best is if you kind of mix it up from time to time. You don't necessarily have to continue everything. But there's characters that you'll recognize, and there's some new characters that we've added, and some new locations opened up that you may have just noticed in the first game but didn't get to go to. That's awesome. You guys are being able to fulfill people's want to explore a world that they were introduced to but weren't able to explore originally. That's a pretty smart idea, and it, and it gives you that continuation that a Season 2 should give to a Season yeah. 1. The designers love growing the world and populating the world and taking what they have and just what's down that street and you know who could be in this area. So it's fun to see them just blowing out the world in a cool way. That's one thing that we always loved about those original adventure games was seeing the inside jokes develop over each iteration of the series. You know, uh, what are some of the jokes that, that you're looking forward to in the second game? Have you have you played it? I have played it. I played parts of it, and parts of it I'm waiting to play with with my kids because we like to play it together, and uh, so they help me sort out the puzzles. Now, uh, it looks like this Wii one, it's probably going to be a, a massive hit because I know for a fact that I'm going to be uh, looking for that one when they release it. Um, what else are you working on? Like you said, you're still cartooning. You're still working on other ideas. Right. Are you working on any uh, on anything? Uh, are you working on anything, Sam and Max, in a different uh, format? No, uh, I, I I do paintings and things like that on the side. I I do the covers for the, the for the products that they do. There was uh, they're doing a new release of the soundtrack for season two, and I get to do a new cover of that one. It looks like some kind of a jazz album you'd find from the '60s or something. So they keep me pretty busy. I have a day job at Pixar, and and uh, whatever else I do, I do at night, like after the kids are put to bed. That's one of the things that I always have is every time a great movie like Wall-E or The Incredibles comes out, the audience always asks, how does Pixar consistently keep making great movies? How does John Lasseter, besides the fact that he's a, a, a genius, keep this level of quality consistently every summer? And you got it. look, guys, the people that we all grew up loving their ideas are behind some of the movies that we continue to appreciate, and you can see it completely makes sense. I didn't even know it, but you can completely see the quality transfer from the stuff that we loved when we were in middle school and high school. Now we're seeing it on the screen every summer. Well, thanks for saying so. Those guys are brilliant. They've been working together. Most of the Pixar core team has been working together for a very long time. So I mean, they're, they're hiring cool. some heavy hitters with you. Well, I, yeah. Well, thanks for My saying opinion, so. Yeah. Thanks I for mean, saying so. I mean, come on! I would think I would think that I would love to see a Sam and Max movie just myself, wow, yeah, like just on its own. Think about a, it. That's a really good idea, Sam and Max movie. I don't know why Pixar hasn't thought of that. Yeah, so I I think that tease is enough to get you guys extremely excited for our next segment uh, no, because I mean I mean let's think about it. I don't want to get you in trouble, but I mean I I've said for years a Sam and Max movie with practical models and big like big rubber salmon like a John Carpenter Sam and Max movie with <laughs> yeah they're on the they're on the streets a real real time extreme uh, schlock filmmaking is what I want to see Sam and Max. As. Now you're just going to take yeah. the franchise and just run it up and down a cheese grater and yeah. be like I made you I can destroy you. There you go. No, I, I mean, thank you so much for all the work and all the creativity you've given us. I mean, some of, this is some of the most fun that we've ever had in front of a screen. Oh, well, you know, and th I want to say thanks a lot for all of it. Thanks for saying so. It's great. So the game's coming out on the Wii pretty soon. That's season one for those of you guys who uh, missed it, uh, the downloadable editions. I'm really looking forward to season two. Hey, maybe I'll just hack my Mac and be able to play it with uh, a, a PC. And, uh, Steve, the news that you were working with Pixar completely makes sense. And i got to tell you, I'm looking forward to a Sam and Max movie. <laughs> Disney, come on. You guys have this guy under your roof. You're already paying him a, a, a paycheck. Let's make some money off this dude. All right, let's make some T-shirts. Summer, I am thinking summer 2013.
What's your time code say? Because this is the moment I got fired from Pixar. No, how, how, how dare you? <laughs> Do not fire this man, okay? This guy has a talent, and he's an original, unique talent. Thank you so much, Steve. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So that's the video game. Uh, what are you laughing about, Gilman Roy? They're funny. Do you like the guests? Off camera, we're funny, sure. Audience, do you like the do you like the guests? I think you guys like them. Um, Steve Purcell, that was him talking about his new games. It's available on the Wii right now, and I think season two of the Sam and Max games available online if you have a PC, which I don't. So I cry and I hear about Ben Dunn fucking playing the game, how much he loves it, um, knowing that I won't play it for another couple of years. Do you guys remember a game King's Quest? Yes, I do. Okay. Nice, dude. I love King's Quest. In space, dude, as a and comedy space writer, Quest. how great was Space Quest? Space Quest As a was... comedy writer, that shit. Yeah. Well, I didn't know at the time. That and Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Amazingly. Larry another good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't know how successful what's, I would eventually become. But... Does he have a company in San Francisco? You know what? Something? They just had guys from Happy Madison do the last, work on the last Leisure Suit Larry game. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, which is cool. Um, I don't know how well it sold, but. I mean that's a that's a franchise right there, and Monkey Island was one of the funniest games I ever played in my life. Yeah. Um, but Heroes Quest was always my game mm. because you could carry your whatever you developed uh, in one game, you could carry over onto the second game or the third game. So if you built up stats for your character, you could carry them. And of course, if you had the first game, you could cheat using the Razzle Dazzle Ruby or Code and make your guy an avatar, not just a thief, not just a mage, not just a fighter, but all three cheaters. You only prosper in video games. In real life, you end up like this progeria boy over here <laughs> on the right. He tried to cheat the system. I'm not laughing at you. He used just, it in a sentence. That's a I mean, great vocabulary. Yeah. His callback skills are impressive. Very impressive. I've been working on this stuff for a little bit. Uh, not often. Uh, you guys play video games? What do you guys play? Um, we'll talk video games. Well, I actually show the horror-like existence by nature. I worked in video games for a while. What did you work in? Uh, is his mic okay? Yeah. Okay. He needs to eat it a little more. He needs to eat a little more. Eat it. Just break his teeth. <laughs> um, I worked at Electronic Arts for, mm-hmm. for a while, and then I worked at Blur Studio for a while. What did you work on, if you can talk about it? Uh, at EA, I worked on the... Um, you getting, getting cozy? We're, we're getting cozy yeah, up. Yeah, cozy up. Um, that was my first gig in the, in the business. I worked in the James Bond franchise until it got killed, mm-hmm. and then I worked on the Simpsons game until that got killed. And then I worked on Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, which was a horrible ripoff of Final Fantasy. That's the that's the role playing game. Yeah, role playing game. I had that shit for the GameCube. Yeah, well there you go. I worked cool. on that. I killed a couple. Of... And then I worked on the Sims franchise, where I worked on some other console games like Herbs, Sim, Sim in the City. Now you were doing uh, character animation. Character animation for that stuff. Yeah. And how does that work? Because we know how animation works on 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 a two D cell, and uh-huh. now we know how it works on Flash. Wait, that's... But if you're working with something that's like a three D object, yeah. Well, that's sort of my background, like which is why Benny is like a completely different thing for me to do. Is like I, I was a CGI animator. Oh. And so I did, um, you know, using software and things like that. And then, but but it's just so complicated. You need so many people to do rigging and and skinning and texturing. It's like puppetry, and all. isn't it? It's like puppetry, yeah. But uh, not puppetry like you play puppetry, which means. Up the ass. Right. Up the ass. It really could be any hole. It could be any hole. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But this is with a team. Well, I mean, it's just a very complicated process to be able to do, do all that kind of stuff. I mean, I do do some 3D work on my own, but it, it, it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, and if you want to, yeah. Okay. I'm glad. Glad you recognize these things. It's uh, the, I think doing the in, in Flash is a little bit more faster and more responsive. It's 
So it allows you to kind of, and also put some of your style in it, where 3D can, tends to, has a lot more work to kind of put a style into it. Because so many people are involved. And so many people are involved, or just that the, it's just a very, very, you know, um, intensive work. And now it's just you two guys pumping out these episodes. It must be really, like, rewarding to have a product turn around so quickly, you know what I mean? Well, most of the time I, I, when I work in production, it's like I spend a week on, like, you know, uh, uh, hand moving or whatever, you know, it's just, and but to, to be able to, to crank through so much stuff and to be able to have a lot more story and telling and jokes and things like that is a lot, really satisfying for me. And as a writer, you, you can write stuff and not see it come to fruition for years you know what i mean or usually ever 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 right we've <laughs> um, had a couple of things come and, and then yeah, ha- having this uh ha- having this thing you know you see it come to life the second you go over to your buddy's house and be like dude what have you done so far you know it it's pretty nice. it is pretty amazing i mean nothing beats getting your own stuff you know the working for the man sucks really mm-hmm. um but it is it is pretty incredible and obviously we've you know we've developed enough of a connection that when i write something Say for Benny, he already has a pretty darn good idea of what is in my head. So there's not a whole lot of like, I can you know I can leave it leave it up to him to go animate it without you know any sort of like micromanaging of it and making sure that he knows exactly what was in my head. Has you ever gone uh, wrong? Yeah, no. Where, where you're like, uh, there was one that time that we don't like to talk about. And co- and, oh yeah, we Convers- fight, yeah. Conversely, like I think we're 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 but not we don't fight about creative stuff though. No, but I can say to you, this sucks. Write it over, and you're like, you're like, you know, we can get. You said into that. that to him. Yeah, and you just shut down for like a week. Like you can't do I spiral for about a week. You can't be doing that. No. Stay within the lines. You spiral asshole. for like a week, and then you rebound. Like, do you go into a drug? Like, like, like. I do drugs. He does no, alcohol. No, yeah, do you go into like a? It, it's like a cocoon state. Um, but you know, full the, of you know it. What I said, you know it. I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, like when you get notes back, you know, unless they're like really good notes, no. but you guys don't fight. No, seriously, like, I, 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 we do absolutely, but I think it's for the benefit of our work. You're wrong, motherfucker. You're wrong. But we don't. I don't know how they disagree on whether or not they fight. Yeah. That, you no, we do fight. We definitely fighting. fight. Okay. But I, honestly, like, there's not a whole lot of times where we're fighting over a creative thing. We're usually fact, fighting about when things are going well creatively. We're getting along much better. <laughs> you know, it's like when we we miss something. What were you gonna say? Yeah, now all of a sudden you think like we're a couple, which we're not. It's like it's kind of you are. Right. I mean, we are. But, I mean, we are, yeah. we are a couple of a couple people. of motherfuckers up on this um, couch getting mad you know, at each other. You know, we're both just neurotic, uh, creative types. Yeah. If you guys break out in violence, are we in danger? Um, I don't know. Are you? Did you do crack today? <laughs> or like PCP, no, which I'm gives you like today. like gorilla strength. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Um, remember when Tiffany was on PCP? Shut up. The girl from uh, the 80s, pop singer. She was on when, PCP? When she had her slip. Remember she played the spring fling at Penn one year? She played the really? spring fling really? in the quad. I think my singer year. Nobody paid her to. <laughs> she just showed well, up. Well, she play. played the spring fling. So I'm like, dude. And I, and I watched this girl and play the spring fling. she was on PCP fling. at the time. I don't know if she was. But the PCP was like a mid-90s. It makes that's, a good story I'm if she is. I'm, I'm just picturing Tiffany like pulling out fucking... Like lightning, like a uh, like light posts and swinging them at cop cars and stuff like that. I'm picturing like Hulk, total destruction. You know, like that video game. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing when I think of uh, anybody on PCP. Grand I think that Tiffany. I think that they have superhuman Grand Theft Auto skills. Um, let's see. There's a new video game, uh, Burnout Paradise. It's I think it's come out on the on the on the other systems, the 360 and stuff like that. Now it's coming to the 
the PS3. You guys have any of those new systems? PS3, Xbox 360, it'll take your fucking life. Yeah, and that's kind of why I, I can't really. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, uh, there's times at work where we do whatever we need to do. What do you guys do? What is that? Masturbating? <laughs> what is that? Do whatever you do. What, no, what is that? No, I mean, like, sometimes we'll play video games just to, you know, What do you guys play? At work? Yeah. Oh, old stuff. Like what? Like, uh, you Galaga? know, first-person shooter. First-person shooter stuff, like, uh, Quake or Halo or whatever. You know, that kind of thing. Are you good at the Halo? No, I get my ass kicked. All right. Just letting you know, there's some people who've been on the couch before, and they talk shit about how good they are on Halo, and then our audience hands it to them. And Gilmore's there for the ride. You don't do shit in those battles. You just sit there and pop shots from behind a rock when you're shitting your pants. Um, but Burnout Paradise is a racing game. It's been on the 360. I thought it was on the PS3, but I guess downloadable content's coming out on the PlayStation Network. So if, you, if you're one of the five people that have a PS3, it's for you. Uh, okay, sorry. Well, how's he holding it? He held it by the mouth thing. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, sorry. Uh, our good boy Shu uh, submitted that news, and he's a good guy. Uh, he also submitted these screenshots of uh, Eidos. Uh, they're putting out an Arkham Asylum game, like a Batman game. Have you seen these screenshots? No. There's a new Batman game coming out. Okay, everybody talks shit about how they dropped the ball on not having a Batman game out for Dark Knight, right? I think that's pretty badass, actually. That they didn't have a Dark Knight game? Look, it's not about being badass, it's about being smart. If you have a big fucking movie, the second highest grossing movie of all time, out in the theaters, you should have a game for it, don't you think? They have a Titanic game? They don't have a Titanic game, but it's a different demographic, dude. It's like they have a Star Wars game, a Lord of the Rings game, everything awesome, else on the top. Home Alone game? A Titanic game? Get the fuck off the ship! Home Alone. Can you have a scene where that they guy have gets home hit alone by games. the railing? Over yeah, they had Home Alone games. Back in the day on the Nintendo, remember those yeah, shitty-ass Home Alone games? I actually what? just threw one away. You threw a Home Alone game away? Yeah. Did they have Home Alone 2? Uh, at home when I was packing oh, up my had shit. To. I had all these fucking Nintendo games. You, why'd you throw them away? Why didn't you bring I kept, them back? I kept a lot of them. You're a moron. You're a moron, dude. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The retro oh, shit. Oh, I need the Home Alone game. Hey, have you seen those kids who mod out the old NES cartridges and tell the, turn them into working Game Boys? No. Put a little Game not. Boy in there? That's Actually, I heard someone puts an entire NES inside of a... Uh, Inside of an NES cartridge, you, I found it online or some shit. Some people have too much time on their hands. They do podcasts. Um, but no, this new Arkham Asylum game—it's uh, a Batman game that's coming out in the next couple months. Uh, the only—the only thing you see is Killer Croc and the Joker uh, so far. But it looks really nice. There hasn't been a fucking good Batman game out since the Nintendo or the maybe maybe the Genesis. Dude, there's been no good Batman games. Batman Lego is the only one that's gonna be good. Right. But. I I was so you know what when I realized that there hasn't been a good Batman game ever, I went and downloaded a Game Boy emulator, and I got the Game Boy game for the first uh, uh, Batman game based on the ba the the Batman movie, the Tim Burton Tim one. Burton, yeah. I played the shit out of that game as a kid. Played it for about four seconds before I realized it was horrible. You guys do that when you you're like, oh great, I'm so jazzed about this old game I used to play. My childhood is over yeah. this game sucks yeah. it's like yeah those animations and double dribble they suck oh, remember that shit those animations how yeah. jazz you get to be duncan yeah and now you look you at look him and it's like well it's like watching night Rider. i still today. think those are much better though no gilmore it's like, they like if i like could gilmore. play any video game it would be mike tyson's punch out it's very good it's very good um bionic commando not that you asked do you remember bionic oh, commando? back in the day yeah that was a great game bionic commando's back what they did was they took Bionic Commando, Capcom took it, 
two minutes left? Oh, wow. Uh, I've been playing this Bionic Commando Rearmed, which is a reissue of Bionic Commando, the original, kind of as like a revamp of Bionic Commando. I downloaded it off of Xbox Live, and I've been playing it. It's so much fucking fun. A lot of those games were really good, well-designed games with good game mechanics. They just didn't have the technology around them. You know what I mean? Now they've taken Bionic Commando. They've kind of shot it with steroids. It looks amazing. It plays great. And uh, and it's fast. I love this thing. This Bionic Commando rearm. The only thing... And you guys can download it for like $15. The only problem is you can't play it online with your friends cooperatively. That's so Gilman and, Gilmore and I can't play it together. You have to, you know, you can play it locally together, like you and your roommate. But I live with Which we never do anymore. You guys don't do anymore. He has his own in his room. Oh, he has now, his own Xbox. Two bedroom apartment. Mm. Well, you know what? Laura and I aren't going to be playing video games together either. Uh, which is to the credit of my heterosexuality. Um, this other game, Braid. I didn't review it last week. I finally played it. It's as good as everybody says it is. It's a platformer with a lot of puzzles in it. You guys will enjoy that. But we're running to the end of the episode. Um, I've got a short film I'm going to play you guys at the end of the episode. It's by my good buddy, uh, my good buddy Ben Barnes. It's called Movie Night. Uh, let us know what you think of it, because uh, Ben is—he wants to know what the geekscapists think of his film. If you guys like it, go to fishoutofwater.tv and check out the rest of it. And you guys may recognize uh, Gabriel Tigerman, one of the actors, because he was Andy on uh, Supernatural. So you Supernatural fans will recognize this guy in this short. I'll play it at the end of the episode, but we're at the end of time. At the end of time. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Holy crap. We wasted it. Uh, it seemed to go this so fast. Last, this is how we spend our last I wanted to thank, I wanted to thank Nye, and I wanted to thank Ryan for coming on the couch hey, and talking been a pleasure, about man. Benny. Thank you, sir. Benny.adam.com. Benny.adam.com. Benny.adam.com is where you can find it. Go to Geekscape if you want to waste your time. But Benny.adam.com is where you can find it. Benny.escapeconvict. BennyEscapeConvict.com That's where you want to go to find this stuff Alright So thank you guys so much That is the end of our episode Gilman Roy Thank you so much for being here uh, And not dying He is now the ripe old age of 54 (laughs) And we will see you guys next week uh, With you know More reviews and news Right We got nothing lined up Right I I don't know Something like a great one We just wing it That's not (laughs) Way to sell that one It's like Go back next week No I I do know We have have Clark Crozier Who's one one of my old guys He was the guy from the PS3 line Way back in the day He's coming back With the Tron cabinet He ripped somebody off for (laughs) That was a good story Uh, See you guys next week Enjoy this short We'll see you guys Bye We've got beer skis. We've got popcorn. And we've got a movie. 100% out of print special chainsaw edition of Army of Darkness. Eight bucks. Thank you, Internet. Well, my friend, you're not the only hunter to bag a sweet bargain. I found an import caliber lager on sale at the store. This is non-alcoholic. Well, we still got popcorn. We might have a problem with that! Status! Intense but contained! Survivors! <laughs> Negative! I'm really looking forward to some popcorn. Well, at least we still got this awesome movie. <sighs> well, it's a bootleg. And Ukrainian.
Okay. I guess we're just going to have to rely on the greatest filmmaker there is to entertain us. Fellini? Our imaginations. Fish, hey, fish, hey, fish. Fish, happy plates, happy, happy plates. Place. What you do? Come on, fish, you can do it. Come on, come on, fish. Mm. There you go. I'm gonna go to the bar.